welcome to the FinTech Surge podcast, creating wealth of opportunity through FinTech innovation from the Middle East for the Middle East. My name is Stephen, and I'm excited to be joined by Alexandra, our co-host for this episode. Thank you, Stephen. It's a pleasure to be co-hosting this podcast with you. Powered by the FinTech Surge, the region's leading FinTech festival, hosted by the Dubai World Trade Center, alongside Jitex Global. Welcome to the FinTech Surge podcast. My podcast guest for today is Mr. Shyam Mohan, VP FinTech Platforms and Products for MasterCard. How are you, Shyam? I'm good, Alexandra. Thank you for having me. It's well, great to be here. Welcome. We're very happy to have you here. Yeah. Uh, so, Shyam, tell me a bit about your role at uh, MasterCard. Sure. So, uh, I'm part of uh, a MasterCard developers and API team, which is a global team that looks at how can we enhance the API capabilities of you know, MasterCard solutions. Okay. So within this team, I look at how can we improve our solutions for fintechs because we know that you know, fintechs prefer working through the API interfaces. They are extremely developer-centric. They are more digital than most other organizations or entities that we work with. Okay. So there needs to be a focused approach towards making sure that our solutions are more fintech fit. Okay. So that's what I look at within MasterCard. Can you define for us, please, what is API? So API stands for Application Program Interface. Okay. It's, to put very simply, the connection layer between two systems mm -hmm. or you know, entities or servers or whatever okay. you want to call it. Right. Because in the end, when you look at a payments capability or a data capability or any other technical capability, yes. it is about interfacing between two entity systems, et cetera. Right, right. the and connection. API, the connection, okay. and API enables that, right? So mm -hmm. if you have a good API, you mm -hmm. can have a good connection, mm -hmm. which means you can provide a good service, you can do transactions better. That's essentially what it is, okay. to put it in a very simple manner, yeah. Okay, and you mentioned that you are global. So what yep. regions do you cover? So I look at- uh, The whole world? Yeah, oh. the, because for us as an organization, if you think about it, MasterCard is a global, global yes, organization, right? And then we do have, teams in the market that cater to specific needs of the markets. But we have the, the machinery which is central, mm -hmm. and then there are the regional teams that look at what is required for the market, do the customizations, et cetera, mm -hmm. according to the needs of the market. So I look at what is central, mm -hmm. and that's the reason why I sit in the global team. It is a cross-functional uh, team because, again, MasterCard is a large organization, right. different functions, different types of engagements with customers. Right. So it's important to have that uh, that, that central uh, engagement layer to okay. really deliver at scale. So you sit in Dubai. Yep. Lucky Been for here. you. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, there's no other place I'd right. rather be. Uh, good. That's it's, great. Yeah, it's a great place to be. I've been here for nine, nine years. I've done okay. market roles, but mm -hmm. now I'm in global role based in Dubai. Okay. It's amazing. I mean. And yeah. how large is this uh, fintech global team? So the overall API team is uh, is, is quite substantial within within our organization because we manage the developer platform, mm -hmm. right? The platform that fintech developers or other developers engage with and connect to our our enterprise, okay. right? So the entire uh, platform piece is managed via our team. Okay. Within that, the fintech uh, strategy team, which I'm leading, is relatively new. So right now, oh. it's two people looking at the entire, uh, you know, set of engagements. Okay. Uh, but then it's distributed, like they're based in uh, Dublin and London, right? Okay. So that's essentially how we are structured. Wow. We work. We work in a true remote uh, setting. 
Yeah. That's not very large. I was expecting a much higher number I mean, for a so, global so, role. So, so the thing is, there are various aspects of fintech engagement that exist within MasterCard, right? Mm -hmm. There are many other fintech teams that exist. So the team that I'm in is not the only fintech uh, I see. team okay. that there is. Okay. So you have a large market team here in Dubai and in you know different countries across Eastern Europe, Middle East, and Africa within our region mm -hmm. that look at fintech engagements. Mm -hmm. So it really depends on the type of role that you do, mm -hmm. right? It's not to say that this is the only fintech team that exists within MasterCard. Okay. My team specifically focuses on uh, the developer engagement and the platform capability and how can we meta, how can we make it better for fintechs. Okay. Right. The engagements are driven in market. There are other teams which look at, you know, our so so the fintech engagement broadly can be classified into three. Mm -hmm. One is working with. Uh, fintech customers of ours, which are B2C or B2B companies right. that are okay. rolling out solutions. Mm -hmm. So there's a separate team that manages those relationships. Mm -hmm. Then there are enablers of ours that we work with. Okay. So our technology uh, to reach its full scale and potential, we work with enabler partners mm -hmm. who then distribute it to their customers. So there's a team that manages enablers. Mm -hmm. uh, it's driven through a program called Engage. Mm -hmm. Then we have a program called Startpath, which I was previously managing before this role where we were working with startups, uh, late stage startups who provide value added services okay. to our customers or to us as an enterprise, right? And there the idea is how can we build joint, build joint solutions, mm -hmm. uh, capabilities together, et cetera. And there's a separate team that manages that. Okay. So it's, so it's a quite it's a quite broad, diverse right. and, and broad okay. uh, setup. Yep. That's fantastic. Uh, with all this change recently, uh, what are some of the key transformations that you have undergone at MasterCard with this rapid digitization? And yeah, I mean, it's. I'll just be repeating what m many others would have said, and I say that you know, digital has changed the way we live, right? And, and something yes. that we like live through key the key transformation yeah, specific to the, MasterCard. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for us, uh, I would say, first of all, as an organization. Uh, we've been around for 60 plus years. We've mm -hmm. been working with a lot of our traditional customers in a certain manner. Yes. We started understanding that fintechs operate and behave differently, right? And we started making those necessary changes within our institution to cater to that, right? Mm -hmm. We know that a fintech cannot be uh, worked with or treated the same way as a large bank would, right? And, Absolutely. and we need to yeah. make the changes to, uh, to suit that. Mm -hmm. And in fact, you know, the reason why I have this uh, role and I, we have this function within MasterCard is understanding that change, that they operate differently. They are more technology oriented, they're more digital, right? Whereas a lot of our traditional institutions are going in that direction, but mm -hmm. not there yet. So as, as an organization that wants to support everybody, Everyone. we need to make sure that there are parts of, you know, our engine which cater to the fintech uh, needs as well. And that is indeed driven by digital. So if you see, we released the uh, new payments index uh, recently. Mm -hmm. And specifically, when you look at uh, markets like UAE or Saudi, like 88, 89% of the people have said that they have used an emerging technology in the last year. So a lot of new emerging technologies have come up, right? So you can now pay with your phone, with your watch and everything, right? Yes, exactly. Card, you know, everybody keeps asking what happens to the card. Card was always just a form factor. The, the objective has always been how to convert cash into digital payments because mm -hmm. cash is not good for the economy, cash is not good for the society, how can you convert that into digital payments? Right. So when all these changes are happening, we've 
been you, you know leading adapt, right? yeah we have to adapt we have to lead right, right? and that's where things like tokenization which enables to, you to pay with your phone or you know you to buy coffee when you step out of your house from a connected car like all of these things become critical solutions to to offer right, right. to the market yeah, so we build the the capabilities and fintechs or banks they are essentially taking those capabilities to the market right mm -hmm. and we've seen new types of fintechs emerge you probably would have heard like everybody wants to be a super app provider mm -hmm. or everybody every company wants to be a fintech embedded finance is something that's quite commonly used these days mm -hmm. and we've seen merchants you know rideshare providers telcos all of them they want to have a financial services layer to their business Absolutely. because that's part of their it's what diversification their and want, exactly right? yeah. and growth strategy right the challenge that comes with digitization is how do you maintain stickiness right mm -hmm. it's so easy to switch these days like think about 10 15 years past right i mean you wouldn't probably think about changing your bank because it's such a difficult thing to do yeah. right yes very complicated <laughs> it's yeah nobody would want to do yeah. that you have a bank account or you have a, a relationship with a bank, you stick to that for life. Mm. Right? But now, obviously, digitization allows that choice, that ability to switch, and that's what mm -hmm. is driving the growth. So, so for us, the change has been, like, through the pandemic, we've seen growth in e-commerce, we've seen growth in contactless transactions. Mm -hmm. Like As MasterCard, we have been talking about contactless for 15-plus years, advocating into the market, but the adoption was very organic. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, people realize that they don't want to touch anything. So <laughs> it became, you know, a health issue rather right. than a payment a method. Trend. Right? And <laughs> yeah. that's what drove the adoption of, uh, of contactless. That's, so that's, yeah, it's been an interesting change for us. All right. Uh, I didn't know that this was something that you've been contemplating for such a long time. Oh, yeah, you mentioned not just 15, contemplating. Years. We've been advocating it. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. So um, you, it, the, the, these transformations don't come to you from the fintechs, them knocking at your door and saying, hey, we need to do this. You're actually, uh, you know, pre, pre, it's a premeditated uh, initiative. It's both ways, yeah. right? It's both ways. So there are a lot of solutions where we worked with fintech partners to build, right? Mm -hmm. I, I was talking about StartPath, which is one of the programs yeah. that we have. The entire purpose of the, of the program was to see what's innovative out there, mm -hmm. because we need not have answers to everything, right? Not everything need to be known by us within the within the company right mm -hmm. we need to know what's outside i mean there are these companies who are solving for consumer pain points use cases which are niche or unique right, and right. one important thing for us is whatever we do we do at scale mm -hmm. right so when these companies are solving for those problems we work with them right. see if this problem can be solved at scale mm -hmm. right or sufficient enough scale mm -hmm. and then we either work with them to uh, build a solution, mm -hmm. we, we do M&A activities, mm -hmm. we do investments, like there are many ways to engage. Okay. So it's not necessarily just us thinking about problems What's and solutions. What's to come, right. It's okay. also uh, inbound from that perspective. Right, right. And if we talk about that, what are some of the uh, consumer trends that you've uh, seen lately? Uh, well, I would consumer say... Consumer behaviors. Yeah, I, like, as I said, right, the, the fact that, like, even 
grandparents mm -hmm. or people who have been hesitant to use anything digital are yes. starting to use digital methods of payment now mm -hmm. like that's been a significant shift who, who would ever have thought that's like true. every time we think about a new solution we think about you know how to change user behavior mm -hmm. the the inertia or the resistance always puts a spanner in, in the works for us right mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. now we've seen that change happening naturally obviously yes. you know not due to the the right reasons because mm -hmm. you don't want a covid or a pandemic to happen every time for these behaviors mm -hmm. to <laughs> to change yeah. but we've seen that people are now more open to uh, using these these technologies right, right. and again um, as part of the payments index uh, that we released mm -hmm. there was an interesting factoid which said that 20% of people in MENA yes. used less cash than they did last year. Oh, I'm sorry, 80% used less cash yes. than they did uh, last year, mm -hmm. right? So for us as a company, it's always been how can we win share against mm -hmm. cash, right? Mm -hmm. And how can we make these digital payments more ubiquitous and more available and, and that's what it is. So regarding this customer, uh, consumer trend, do you think it was brought upon solely by uh, the pandemic or did it start before that? So the pandemic the kind of, use of you know, yeah. caused the spike, right? but that was not sufficient. Okay. You need to have the foundation. Mm. The foundation had already been laid, okay. right? The work that we did, right, over the past few years or even more number of years mm. laid the foundation yes it was because the foundation was there that we could support the spike that came with the pandemic I that's see. how i would put it okay okay um mastercard has made some very interesting partnerships recently uh with binance for example uh can you talk a little about that sure uh, again I'm, I'm not the crypto expert mm -hmm. but i can talk about some of the you know, yes, uh, the fintech aspect. Yeah, the, 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 the things that we have in mind, yes. right, when it comes to uh, Binance and crypto. Exactly. So with Binance, we are launching crypto card programs in uh, Latin America, in Argentina. We announced that recently. Uh, but we've been talking about crypto, crypto partnerships with with other players and right. like f for a while now. Like yeah. we have been in the crypto space for five plus years. Right. It so, started so basically as, it's consumers that will be making transactions using their cryptocurrencies. This is no. so, the so basis we, of so we, finance. The, the way we do it is crypto is, a, is an emerging space, right? Mm -hmm. As MasterCard, we always want to do the things in the right manner mm -hmm. when it comes to consumer protection, when it comes to regulations, yes. when it comes to like aspects of uh, fraud or whatever, right? We want to be on the right side of things, right? Mm -hmm. So what we have realized is a lot of people are coming into the crypto economy and the crypto economy is growing. It is. So we allow for choice to the consumers to make a payment, right? Either buying crypto or cashing out, you mm -hmm. know, into fiat from crypto mm -hmm. using a crypto card program. Right. Purchasing NFTs as an example, right? Mm -hmm. So. Uh, buying an NFT is something which crypto natives are doing, but it's a complicated process, okay. which means you'll have to look for what is the, uh, the, the, the token or the coin associated with that particular NFT marketplace. Mm -hmm. You have to first buy that, go through multiple steps and hoops and to do that. Yes, right? yes. So 
as a payments company, we make it easy for consumers to pay. That's essentially what it is. Right? Okay. So we, we look at the NFT marketplaces. We make sure that consumers are able to use their card uh, to, to pay for, for these things. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that we, we, uh, we allow the crypto uh, currency to be used on our network, though there are you know, certain steps being taken in that direction, but in a very thoughtful uh, manner, mm -hmm. right? So we allow people to use whatever they have at their disposal in terms of fiat to, right. con to be converted into a crypto asset yes. using a crypto card. Okay. So that's basically what it is. Right. So we have certain principles that we work with, right? As mm -hmm. I said, consumer protection. We've seen a lot of bad press lately, right? Mm -hmm. We don't want people to be affected by that, right? So, so we make sure that we do it in a very thoughtful manner. Mm -hmm. Uh, so Binance uh, basically acts as the intermediary platform between the... Uh, Binance is, is an exchange, right? It's a right. crypto exchange. Right. That, that's what they are. So, and your partnership with So our Binance. partnership is to launch a crypto card okay. with them. With them. Okay. Okay. So it would be a MasterCard crypto Binance, card. Yeah, Binance crypto card. Yeah. Okay. That is very avant-garde of, ma of MasterCard. Are, uh, are other... Um, uh, credit card companies as um, well. I wouldn't want to. As you. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to talk about right. uh, competitors, but I'd but it's say fantastic. We are, yeah. it's, it's it's really great that yeah. you're catering as well to a whole new market, the uh, the crypto yeah. the crypto yeah, and, and, and we, market. And so for, we see that it is a booming economy in itself, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. we we know that payment use cases are integral to it. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why we are playing in that case. Do you feel that um, crypto will be used for mainstream purchases uh, in the near future? For everyday purchases? It, well, it depends, right? It depends on who is doing it in the first place. Mm -hmm. If you are, as I said, a crypto native, mm -hmm. you probably would want to pay with the cryptocurrency that you have. And then let's say there is a merchant on the other side who also believes in that and they might allow for transactions. But as mm -hmm. common people, mm -hmm. you would want to make payments using something that is safe and reliable. Okay. And that's where we see regulations coming in would help mm -hmm. for crypto to become mainstream, right? Mm -hmm. When you are in a regulated space, consumers have confidence mm -hmm. to transact because yep. in the end, it's a it's matter a of money, yes. right? It's, it's your hard-earned money. You, you wouldn't want to simply Exactly. Yeah. So has this uh, crypto card been launched already? So we've just announced it with uh, Binance in Argentina. We've launched a few card programs. This is not the first. We've okay. announced with Gemini in the US, which is a rewards okay. program for crypto. Where you can get crypto rewards. So it's something which is, uh, which is yeah, in play already. Okay. In, in some regions. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Um, uh, MasterCard is uh, obviously very collaborative uh, with fintech companies and, and startups, and they want to build partnerships and and uh, and stay on top of their game, which is fantastic. Uh, how important uh, do you feel is collaboration within the fintech space, within the different players? Absolutely. I mean, the good thing about fintech that I see is everybody believes that it is an ecosystem play, mm. right? Anybody that you talk to, there's nobody who's talking about, I just want to be the only one capturing this yes. space. Yes, you nailed the, world, the yeah. word, ecosystem. It, it is it's, an ecosystem yeah. play, right? And again, if you look at 
how fintechs emerged post the you know 2008 crisis and things like that mm. we know that the intentions are good for anybody and everybody who's in there mm -hmm. so collaboration is critical mm -hmm. you're talking about new ideas you know that for ideas to take shape and you know grow legs and to run mm -hmm. you need to work with the others right and that's, that's the approach that we also take so we mm -hmm. as i said have a certain way of functioning when it comes to traditional institutions that we, we've been doing for the past 60 years successfully and we make changes to ensure that we cater to the fintech needs as well nice. as, a, as an example uh, Nimcard, right, is one of the first fintech principal members in in the region for us. So, can only, you elaborate on that? So, uh, so as as Mastercard, we are a network. Yes. Right, where banks connect to and banks can do transactions. Yes. We work on what is called the four party model. Mm -hmm. So, banks connect to us. We give them membership or license to right. connect to the network. Mm -hmm. And as I said, we've traditionally been giving it only to Banks. banks yes now we are starting to work in a way where you know fintechs are also able to get that access membership option that, right. that get that direct access to direct. us right they have been having indirect accesses mm -hmm. to us but now we are starting to uh, give them direct access which is you know which is great. Uh, yeah. yeah which is as nimcard as an example okay. so for us these partnerships become uh, very important like mm -hmm not just on the issuing side, which is uh, what we did with Nimcard, on the acquiring side as well with Hyperpay in Saudi Arabia. We recently announced an, an investment into the company. Yes. So we know that merchants are also looking for new solutions, new capabilities. Mm -hmm. And again, e-commerce is growing. Mm -hmm. uh, Omni-channel experiences are something which has become table stakes. Mm -hmm, so we mm -hmm. need to offer that in a cost-effective manner. So those are like some of the areas where we definitely partner. So basically, there is always your credit card behind everything. Not necessarily, right? So okay. for us, card is just a rail. Uh, there are different rails. As a, as a company, we are a multi-rail institution. And that's a very important pillar of our, of our strategy. Mm -hmm. Expanding into new networks is an important pillar of our strategy. So card rails is one of the rails. We have solutions that are running on open banking rails. We have solutions that are running on account to account ACH rails. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these new rails. So traditionally we've been a card network, yes. but we've moved away from that to become a payment technology company mm -hmm. and now a wholesome payment technology company yes. with focus on multiple rails. So do you feel that there is a threat to the traditional ways of making payments? So I wouldn't card? say it's a threat. It's all about, as I was saying earlier in reference to crypto, choice. Right. Yeah. Okay. Consumers are being given multiple choices. Mm -hmm. They choose whatever is best for them, given oh. their circumstances, given their requirements. Our job is to enable that. Okay. And with uh, increased uh, digital payments, do you feel that cybersecurity is becoming more of a threat? Yes, you do. Ab absolutely, yeah. right? I mean, with digitization, we've seen that cybersecurity, obviously, like when the technology grows, there are some bad actors <laughs> that, that, that actually uh, understand what's happening and try to grow along with that, right? So mm -hmm. it becomes extremely important. As an institution, it's, we feel that it is our fundamental role to maintain the integrity of the eco ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And that can only happen if we, you know, 
tackle cybersecurity in the right way, mm -hmm. prevent fraud for consumers because we want people to believe in the in the system in the first place. Mm -hmm. If if they are prone to fraud attacks and things like that, they will lose faith in it. I mean, we don't want that to happen. And we've seen you know a lot of uh, solutions being deployed in this. We've acquired a lot of companies that focus on digital identity, cybersecurity, right? Yeah. Again, identity is something which is a core pillar of digitization. Yes. Right? When you are transacting digitally, you're not sitting in front of that person like you and I are doing right now. Mm -hmm. You need to know that the identity of the other person, whether, yep. it, whether it's a consumer or, or a merchant, is mm -hmm. real. Right? Absolutely. So it becomes very, very important. So as I said, we've uh, done a lot of work in, in that space through acquisitions and through our own homegrown solutions. And do you think that the crypto blockchain space is uh, more secure since it's very transparent? Well, I, I wouldn't be the expert to comment on it, mm -hmm. but all I can say is cybersecurity is extremely important there as well. We mm -hmm. recently acquired a company called CypherTrace, mm -hmm. which, uh, which monitors like a lot of exchanges, a lot of transactions, public transactions, and creates like a good scorecard for them. And when you are transacting, you know that the person on the other side is a genuine actor or not, right? Mm, yes. So again, we, we spoke about crypto becoming mainstream. An important aspect of crypto becoming mainstream is to ensure that you keep the bad actors at bay, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And companies like CypherTrace actually allow you to do that. Mm -hmm. And this gives confidence. So for example, when we launch a crypto program with a bank, right? We can talk about the CypherTrace Cypher capability, which gives the bank the confidence that their consumers have better protection against mm, yeah. fraud due to this capability that we have. Okay. Uh, Sham, since your role is global, um, you have a good view of, uh, of the world and the adoption of digital payments. How do you compare the MENA region to the rest of the world in terms of their adoption rate of digital, sure. of making digital payments? Yeah. So we always used to think that, you know, innovation happens only in the valley or you know in, in some pockets of europe i mean well open banking innovation is something which emerged in europe it is driven by the regulator mm -hmm. but when it comes to new technology we always had the feeling that okay it happens only in you know some pockets of the world mm -hmm. we've mm -hmm. seen that that's not the case right we've okay. seen use cases where uh people in our region like middle east and africa or middle east and north africa have their own challenges and pain points like mm -hmm. the developing markets have completely different needs compared to a developed market. Mm -hmm. So you see, you know, the, the challenges of the South are very different from the challenges of the North. Ah, yes. uh, so we've seen a lot of technologies emerge. M most of them take inspiration from what's happening in the West, but then it's not just about taking inspiration from, you know, what's happening in the, in the mm -hmm. West. You need to be able to deploy in the market to cater to the needs of you know the local uh, local people, right? Right. And that's what we see happening uh, in Mina. I mean, the examples that I gave, NimCard or you know uh, Hyperpay, like these are all local solutions uh, yes. grown in market, right? And now are competing at scale mm -hmm, across mm -hmm. multiple uh, okay. geographies. Another example is a company called Ukeshe that we work with in South Africa. They came through the Startpath program, and again they started with a very a specific set of use cases in the South African market mm -hmm. with you know QR codes and wallet uh, payment enablement, mm -hmm. working with telcos, etc. But now they are expanding their 
reach in in multiple geographies okay. spanning in US and AP etc okay. so and then the, I guess the initial innovation occurred in the West in the United States I mean uh, I wouldn't say United States in particular that was just a reference that I made mm. but uh, yeah what I see here is the 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 capabilities yeah. are now available right yes yes it's driven by multiple factors mm. the, the support from you know the, the general ecosystem, mm -hmm. whether it's a government, mm -hmm. I and mean, we've seen Dubai and the UAE government announce a lot of initiatives that support oh, yes. entrepreneurship, startups, Absolutely. fintechs, right? I mean, it needs to have multiple factors that come in for it to be successful, mm -hmm. and we're seeing that all coming together in this in this space here. That's great, Shem. Thank you. Um, I hear that you are a gold sponsor at the Fintech Surge. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's fantastic. Yeah, no. Are you excited yes, for absolutely. this event? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I know we've been talking uh, uh, for a while now, and mm -hmm. like I'm really looking forward to it. We have a good lineup of speakers. Yes. From from here, from our global teams, mm -hmm. to talk about what's happening, uh, and I'm pretty sure it'll be uh, yeah. very exciting, especially now that you know travel is back. People want to be <laughs> in person at uh, events definitely and people have that. missed this uh, grand old yeah. expo yeah, yeah, yeah. reunions yeah <laughs> yeah and, and that's a good point right uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it is the perfect uh, place to to yeah. gather and yeah. meet and share yeah um, exactly so yeah. so in a, a lot of these events what i'm seeing is people actually catching up yes <laughs> right. that's true so yeah so we are really excited about uh, and the amount search. of uh, questions and answers, uh, Q&A after a panel discussion yeah. is uh, uh, three times what it used to be <laughs> exactly. prior to COVID. Yeah, so exactly. there's a, a lot of engagement yeah. going yeah. on. Great. Yeah. Well, I'm very happy that we got to speak today. Same here, Alexander. It's and been a pleasure. And thank you very much for, for joining us thank on you. FinTech Surge. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Yep.